the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a simple question, a question that sounds rather easy to answer from a Christian perspective, but even then, most Christians get it wrong. Where is wisdom to be found? Let's talk about that next. So where is wisdom to be found? Well, the first thing you need to do is understand and define just exactly what wisdom is. From there, it becomes rather easy to find it if you start looking in the right place. And that is what we'll do today. Welcome to Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. From Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose, we find ourselves in Job chapter 28 today. Please join us. Here's Pastor Gary with today's program. Today, Job 28, and the question, where is wisdom to be found? You know, we take our technology, so to speak, for granted today, although we do think it can do great things. And you know, Job was a successful businessman, and he was well acquainted with what he describes here in the first 11 verses. He picks one example of man's ingenuity, just one, mining, mining for gold, mining for silver. But we think, well, there was no mining way back then, was there? Well, certainly not like it is today, but they did have mining. The gold minings of Egypt antiquated Job by centuries. Every now and then, you may read the Phrase in the Bible, the gold of Ophir. Ophir was in southern Arabia, and it was reputed as a place where the purest gold was found, mined and produced. Close to where Job lived, Lebanon was famous for its copper mines. So Job was well acquainted with man's ingenuity. We think, oh, those were barbarous times. No, beloved, that is not true. That is the unbeliever defining history. It's not the truth. Notice here, Job says, there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Man takes iron out of the earth and he refines it. And man puts an end to darkness. In other words, he delves down deep. And even then, putting up light so that man could go deeper. He searches out all perfection. There has got to be something down here worth having. It's interesting, Job calls them stones of darkness and the shadow of death. Funny thing about men, they dig up things from the dirt. The paper our diplomas are written on, where did that come from? From trees. And where did they come from? Dirt. Computer chips, silicon, from sand, the dirt. 
We dig up and we say, this is our worth. This is our wealth. And Job calls it stones of darkness and the shadow of death. But not content with that, we have found ways, even in Job's day, to break out the waters of the earth and to dry up the underground streams and the rivers, verse 4, so we can go even deeper. We go under the earth, verse 5, where there is bread or our sustenance. And under it, we turn up as if it is fire and we found, find sapphires and gold in the dust. Verse 7, high mountains where no birds go. The vulture's eyes hasn't seen it. The lion's whelps have not trodden it. You know, the lions and their whelps often live in the mountains for safety. And Job says, here are mountains where they don't go up that high. And yet, what did man figure out how to do? Overturn the mountain by the roots. Dig it up. Tear it down. Burn it. Get out the rocks where you find the sapphires, the gold, and the silver. Underground caverns, subterranean rivers, verse 10, he cuts them out. He moves them and finds every precious thing. It's truly amazing if you think about it. This is just one example of what God has given men the ability to do. And Job is not here downplaying man's ingenuity or creativity. He's doing the opposite. He certainly is not saying laziness is a virtue. He's not saying, well, you know, the real virtue is just let the environment go untouched by man. No, under God, he has made us lords of the created order. So we should pursue dominion, mining, developing the resources of the world. But you know, there's a little bite here. Because Job says, with all of that, and with all that man has been able to figure out, think. Putting man on the moon, airplanes, computers. This is within the last hundred years, automobiles, where men are able to travel long distances on land in comfort. Cell phones. I guarantee there are some like you who, uh, in here who, when you saw the first mobile phone, you were amazed. We remember these things, and we are stunned. Transplanting vital organs, robotic limbs, people can hear who haven't been able to hear from birth. It is amazing what God has given man the ability to do, even unbelieving man. But the question comes back, verse 12, and it is repeated again in verse 20. Where is wisdom to be found? Now, what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability... To regulate one's life in a way that is helpful, righteous, peaceful, and simple. Wisdom is the ability to understand God's truth, clarity about His word, and to apply that word to life for God's glory. I'm struggling over here, so what does God's word say for me to do? If I do that, then I am a wise man. If, for example, I've fallen into sin, understanding would be, I am a sinner. I have sinned. And as John Newton would say, 
I'm a great sinner, and Christ is a great Savior. What should wisdom be? It would be taking the gospel and saying, Lord, save me, I'm drowning. Save me by your blood and by your righteousness. And, you know, I could go on giving all kinds of examples here. You know, we're having financial issues. We know what God's word says, so we either save money, spend less, or strive to find a more lucrative job, if possible. That would be wisdom. And then stay on that plan. Job is saying here, and it will make us squirm a little bit, that no matter how ingenious man has been with his innovations in technology, it has not made man himself any better. And he said this 3,500 years ago. Of course, we could multiply our examples today. We have spent trillions of dollars on education. Trillions. And would anyone really argue that men of our culture have actually been improved by it? I mean, we've come up with new technology and medicines and ways of trans transportation. And we send out space probes and... Oh my, the modes of communication that we have today. But then we march in our streets for sodomy and for pre-born death camps to keep their doors open with our tax dollars. Do you understand the rub here? And Job is trying to look at this honestly. That's why I said it's as if this were written five minutes ago, not 3,500 to 4,000 years ago where everything we do is done in the absence of the fear of the Lord. It doesn't make us better. It makes us worse. I mean, let's think about it. The West has said, we don't want the Reformation. We prefer the Enlightenment. So what has happened as a result? Well, we no longer want God's revelation. So what have we lost? Well, we have lost... Man is made in the image of God. So we have butchered about 60 million babies since 1973. We are less literate than we have ever been as a people. We do not think as people clearly. We are muddled in our thinking. We have become more barbarous, passive, even under all kinds of tyranny. Why is this? One of the reasons is, is we can just find boatloads of money. We can print it by the warehouse. We can be scientifically sophisticated and technologically advanced and yet be no better for it. No better. In fact, we are worse. Why? Because the more advanced we become by human standards, the less real God is to us. The more we think... <clears throat> we don't need him. I can understand the world. I can understand my environment without any reference to God. Isn't this our culture? I mean, religion, yeah, do that on Sundays. Do your Jesus thing while during the week we blaspheme his name. Don't take your faith seriously. Come on, this is the 21st century. Well, 35 centuries ago, Job gave, Job gave us a very important lesson. He said, without the fear of the Lord, God may allow us to make all these advances. 
And here he uses mining as an example and come up with all kinds of precious things, but that is not going to make us any better. It's not going to make our lives really any better. Oh, maybe in some ways more comfortable. But think how many millions of high schoolers graduated, graduated along with the millions of college students and their lives are a shambles. Why? Because our true wisdom is not found through ingenuity. It is a gift of God that can only come through His Son. And in the second section, verses 12 through 19, Job makes one basic point as he asks, Where is wisdom to be found? Where is the place of understanding? And he basically says, All the treasures of this world cannot purchase wisdom. Notice man can't even purchase the price of it. Verse 13, it's not found in the land of the living. Those of you who keep up with literature and education realize that when you go to college today and you study the great Western canon, most of the time the classes are not even interacting with authorial intent. They are more, what do you think about this story? How does this make you feel? As if the only reason people write books is for their emotive input. This is where we have gotten to. We don't even know what wisdom looks like anymore. We don't know how to get it. So many have just given up. And the only thing that counts is controlling our environment. Making sure everyone is in their plastic life with enough plastic to save them through life. Hopefully you get the point. This is not a pretty picture. Verse 14, the deep places man searches, or could we say space, since that's where we're going now. The bottoms of the ocean, we search the oceans for oil. It hasn't made us any wiser, has it? Job says in verse 15, wisdom cannot be gotten for gold. And then he just starts listing here all the things that, we, that cannot purchase wisdom, gold, silver, Verse 16, even the gold of Ophir, onyx, stones, sapphires. Verse 17, back to gold, crystal, jewels, coral. Verse 18, pearls. Everything man holds most precious cannot, be, cannot purchase true wisdom. We've all seen the movies where everyone is searching for some great treasure and they find it. They open the lock and it's filled to the brim with rings and bracelets and crusted with priceless jewels, ancient gold coins. And then in a lot of these movies, they just start knocking one another off. Because you find the treasure and it doesn't make you any wiser. In fact, it makes you foolish. Or we could say today you win the lottery. Does it make you any wiser? Well, what are the statistics? People who win mega millions within two years only have pennies. Just because you have a lot of money, it doesn't make you any wiser. It doesn't give you any greater ability to live a peaceful, joyful, satisfied, ordered life before God. So Job asked the question again in verse 20, where does wisdom come from? And in doing so, he prepares us to receive the answer. So where is wisdom? And why is this so important? You know, you've heard of the churches in Niger, right? 
If you haven't, Google churches in Niger or Boko Haram. Churches being burned down. Christians killed and displaced. Wisdom is important, isn't it? Because if we don't have wisdom, then we have foreign policies and interactions with religions that create inflammatory situations where persecution results. Yes, the Word of God speaks to our foreign policy. If I don't have wisdom, I confuse sexual liberation with true advancement rather than slavery to my passions. If I don't have wisdom, then I confuse lust with love. I confuse a college degree with true intelligence and the ability to think. If I don't have wisdom, I confuse in my home control over children with godliness in children. Wisdom is very important. Without wisdom, we can't be at peace. We can't really know how to please God in our lives. We're not going to have joy even when it comes to our obedience to God. We need wisdom. Look at the world in which we live today. So many sophisticated, intelligent, exceptional people walking around with a world at their fingertips. And where is wisdom to be found? Let me ask you, do you trust them with your life? If your soul was on the line, would you go to most men in our culture and say, well, you're smart, you've got multiple degrees, you've got a huge 401k, you're working in this industry where you are technologically advanced, tell me how I can fix this problem in my life. Tell me how I can be a godlier man, a better husband, have a happier marriage, godlier children. And everyone, of course, has all the answers, don't they? No. Their answers are, oh, just throw more money at it. So throw some behavioral drugs at it. Throw whatever you want at it, but it doesn't make life any better. Man hasn't changed much, has he? So where is wisdom to be found? Verse 21, Job says, it is hidden from the eyes of the living. That's pretty interesting. God has made us to know wisdom. To know how to live a simple, happy, godly life. And to regulate our life in obedience to Him. Our thoughts, our relationships. But when we sin, it's like we've got two knives and we just pluck out our lives so we can't see this truth anymore. It's not found among the living, He says. The birds don't know where it is. Verse 22. Destruction and death. Abaddon, destruction. Now, here is one of the most interesting lines in the whole chapter. Death and destruction say, we've heard the fame of it. Now, why would Job say death and destruction? Because it's a funny thing. When we go to war or a plague of some, time, some kind comes along or we go to a funeral, everyone kind of gets real serious, don't they? We may tolerate, even if someone is not a Christian, when a funeral comes along and a little bit of a religious message is given, somewhere a reference or a tip of the hat to God. It's almost like, okay, death and destruction. This brings us face to face with the reality that my cell phone can't fix it. 
that my college degree won't save me from it, that even if a man dies with $10 billion, there he is laid out with a lily lying on his breast. His money didn't help him. It didn't cure him. Where is wisdom to be found? Verse 23, God understands the way thereof, and he knows the place thereof. Job is the only speaker left in this dialogue in Job with his three friends, though in a couple of chapters, uh, there's another speaker who'll come along. But for the moment, Job is correcting his friends and he's reminding them as he is reminding himself. And now listen, we look at these wealthy men who find all these treasures and we think, man, if only I, even Christians, in Psalm 37, why would David have to write, don't fret yourself because of the prosperity of the wicked? Why would Asaph confess in Psalm 73, I was vexed when I saw the prosperity of the wicked? It is because it is tempting to envy. How can, let, how can God let ungodly men get ahead like this? when oftentimes God's children languish and they suffer. So when we look out in the world, just through our own fallen eyes, it's easy to draw the wrong conclusion. Job says, we've got to stop evaluating what is going on in history by our own understanding. And remember, there is only one person, the person who understands where wisdom is to be found and what the place of it is and what the price of it is, and that is God alone. And notice here how detailed it is. Verse 24, he knows everything. He looks to the end of the earth and he sees under the whole of heaven. You know, a lot of people don't like that Christian God because here is a God who exhaustively knows everything. If he exists, then what place is there for inquiry? If God really knows everything and has searched out everything, verse 25, he knows even the weight of the wind exactly. Can you imagine knowing to the exact ounce the weight of all the oceans? God does. He knows when the rain is going to fall right down to the drop. Verse 26, he makes the way for the lightning to strike. So he not only knows all things, but he has all power and he controls everything. Now that's very humbling because it means if we're going to have wisdom, then we must have a desire for God to teach us more than we want to be rich more than we want to have prosperity more than we want to have all the latest gadgets. I mean, for God to teach me, I need it because I live on his earth and he has given me a calling and I have a family and I have a job to do and I must live in such a way that I won't wind up destroying myself or my family through unbelief or sin. I need for my heavenly father to teach me. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, people don't want a God who knows everything. Because then there is no freedom of inquiry. Really? Because if we think God's thoughts after him, that opens up understanding of this world for what it is. And that is, God made it. So if I'm going to understand it, I need to go to him. 
moral evolution of the race? I believe that, but not like the world does. I believe that as men do what Jesus said and build their lives upon the rock of God's word, then we'll grow in grace and knowledge and wisdom and favor. And that'll bring us to the end of our time today here on Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. Thank you for joining us today. It's our hope and prayer that we've been able to encourage you in Christ and stimulate your walk in Him. To address questions, comments, prayer requests, or concerns, please call or write to us. We'd love to talk with you. 408-866-5607 is our phone number, 408-866-5607. You're also welcome to visit our website. Drop us an email when you do, reformedheritage.org. Real simple, reformedheritage.org. A lot of information there about who we are. We would invite you again to stop by, reformedheritage.org. Dot org. Or if you're writing to us, the address is PMB, Post Mailbox, 402, and the address is 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California, 95032. That address can be found on our website, reformedheritage.org, or again, simply call 408-866-5607. Copies of today's program are just $5.00. Mention today's date, and we'll get a CD out to you. And please remember that we are listener-supported, which means when you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this station. It's a great way to study God's Word together, isn't it? And we'd love to continue to do so. Would you prayerfully consider how God might be leading you to partner with us? We'd love to hear from you. Again, won't you call 408-866-5607 or reformedheritage.org. Sunday services, by the way, if you'd like to join us, are 2 in the afternoon. We're located at Lone Hill Church, 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org. Again, Sunday services are at 2 p.m. Further information can be found, again, at reformedheritage.org or by calling 408-866-5607. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, God bless. (music) 